0: Welcome to the Unmasked Podcast. I'm at Sea and I am joined by both the lovely ladies. We are back at full force tonight. Hey, girls.
1: Hey, how are you? Good. Hey, Southern Cynic. Hey. Yeah, so it's been a while since all three of us have
0: been recording together. We've all been having life happening and stuff, so it's good to be back together again.
1: Yes, especially, yeah, wrap up the final episode of season two. And, yeah, just getting further and further, anticipating, all right, it's, it's about to happen, people.
0: Yeah, it's right around the corner. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be October in a few days.
1: I know. It's, it's crazy. I'm so excited. The closer we get to it, um, especially with, uh, with uh, the YouTube uh, channel um, releasing... Um, interviews from the cast and Mm -hmm. all these other easter eggs Um, so yeah just again more and more stuff to just tease us with and uh, you know build up the anticipation even more they know how to do it and they're doing it well yeah their PR department is is
0: wonderful I mean everything about the show is quality though so yeah all right so here we go we are on Python part two So it's, I'm kind of sad it's the last episode, but we kind of timed it right um, that people don't have to wait too long for season three, but so we are on Python part two and there's really three storylines that are being carried out in this final episode. So we have, um, we get to see what's going on with Joanna. We get to see what's going on with the aftermath of the shooting with Darlene and Dom and then We get to see what happened um, after Terrell and Elliot got out of that cab. So why don't we start with um, our favorite lady, Miss Joanna. So what we saw on the last episode is Mr. Sutherland told Joanna or showed Joanna where the phone calls that she had been receiving were coming from. So Southern Cynic, the first time you saw this, um last summer when she when we figure out who's been calling joanna were you surprised did you already guess that what were your thoughts
1: i think i was completely surprised like i don't know why i didn't see that coming and with like the sonogram gift the the picture of the sonogram mm-hmm. I didn't realize that that was his wife's sonogram. I thought it was like some kind of the way they set the flashback up with Joanna, you know, before the party. I, I I felt like that was some kind of you know gift, some look in the past is some gift that Tyrell had given her. It it kind of just threw me off, or I wasn't paying attention either either way. But um, man, she she went in on old boy. That's playing it lightly. <laughs> <laughs> I was wailing on the couch when she was just, oh, when she said, when she said the P word and then she talked about his dead baby corpse. I was like, oh my God. She is, <laughs> but you could see has, it coming. You could like, like, see oh, it coming. Has, this level of savageness is, is just it's too much. It was too much for me. And you know, I love her. It was over the top.
0: Oh, that was too much for you. Okay. Okay. So now we know where the line is drawn for you. Uh, Akira, what what were you thinking when Joanna shows up at Scott's house?
1: <sighs> well, um, they've kind of been playing with the uh, the tension levels between the two of them. Um, given that uh, earlier on in the season she went to him, um, you know, saying that she she needs money. Well, you know, he's saying that Tyrell is due for you know due for a severance package um, since she's unable to get that, and he's basically setting up roadblocks to her be, um, because you know uh, obviously Tyrell killed his wife, um, and then but then you know it wasn't really that much of a surprise to find out that it was Scott that was sending her those things and um, given his reasoning we can understand why um, but yeah I mean I mean, my heart just went out for Scott um, you know once again for him in that situation saying that uh, explaining to her how he was having the best day of his life and then it turns out to be the worst day of his life um, and Joanna being Joanna, um, you know, you think, you know, any other person would probably have some sort of sympathy for what had happened. But then again, for him to do what he did to like send her all those presents and whatnot, I mean, girl was, I mean, girl was holding, you know, holding her own and kind of keeping her composure up. But also, you know, her partner um, is missing. So for him to kind of play with her like that, yeah, I could see why she would go all in, go, go in on him the way that she did. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, girl was pissed, Um, you
0: know, did not miss Billy's at all. The thing that kind of struck me is like when I'm watching her watch Scott and he's, you know, angry at her and then he tells a story about, you know, it was the best day, it was the worst day and he just starts crying. You can see Joanna like pursing her lips. And just looking at him with such disgust, and I was just like, oh, I I was loving it so much. But I was like, I can just remember the first time, just like you, Southern Cynic, when she started going in on him, I was shocked. I was just so shocked that, you know, she
1: did it to that level. I mean, was it too, how she just went up to him and caressed his face, stroked his cheek. You know, you thought, What's happening here? What's what's about is, is she like does she have sympathy for him? Oh, no, 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 it was oh, it was brutal. So,
0: do we think this was her long game the whole time because we know she and I hate to say provoking him, I hate to say that, but. He responds by, Scott responds by um, choking Joanna, um, punching her in the face, um, and he ends up calling 911. So I'm surprised. I don't, I'm a, I don't know if he got arrested or not. We don't know if he did, but he did call 911. But we then see Joanna with Derek, and she is basically... Using him to now set up Scott, and I'm wondering: has this been her long game the whole time, or is this just a wonderful um, opportunity that she's seizing? What did you think, Akira?
1: Um, I'm not sure if we. I'm not sure if I want to say that it was part of her long end game yet, because I guess um, given that they're still more to come from this show um it's kind of yeah i don't want to stick you know stick the pen and saying all right that's it that's her long mm-hmm. game plan right there but i guess maybe for this particular part of i guess whatever it is that they're experiencing um it was her end game to that extent um because we'll, i guess you know because we'll see later on what she um how she ends up involving Derek or hopes to involve Derek. um Because again, we're wondering. We've been wondering all season. What is her? What is her? What's the first? Why is this guy even around? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know. Yeah. So we've just. Yeah, we've been asking that question. So I think we're eventually going to get the payoff as far as that goes. But um, that said, in terms of her ultimate long, ultimate end game, I don't think that this is it. I think that this is just for this particular situation. Yeah, her end game here, but. I think that there's still much more to see from her um, that will probably that will um, I think come to light in season three. Um, but yeah, um, in terms of I guess wrapping you know wrapping up this, um, yeah, girl has a plan. She's slowly letting us know the bits and pieces of it, but still, I would dare even say that there's probably even more
0: oh, here more with this
1: situation. Of course,
0: well, Southern Cynic, this episode, and we said when um, Akira, the episode that Southern Cynic and I recorded, and you weren't um, there, and we were talking about Joanna, and we said we would come back to this conversation because Southern Cynic asked me, do, do did I even think that um, Terrell and Joanna loved each other? And so Southern Cynic, I have to say, do we think, um, or do you think that Joanna is now setting Scott up for the murder of his wife because it's a way to save Tyrell or because she's just pissed that he's been, you know, jerking her around for these months. Which one do you think it is?
1: I think she is setting it up to get Tyrell cleared.
0: So does that, that does that office. speak to love then?
1: No, I think it speaks to a partnership. Okay. Again, I still don't understand what their their overall Tyrell and Joanna's overall goal in doing any of this really is mm-hmm. because um you know in the first season we thought he just wanted to be CTO but now it's gone beyond that so. Is she trying to save him so that plan can continue or does she have something else in mind? Because she seems to be the mastermind behind whatever Tyrell does. But um, yeah, I think it's just, she's trying to save the partnership. I don't, I, I just don't believe that there's, maybe there's a little bit of love there. Maybe, maybe 49% love and the rest of it is all partnerships you know, she, he's there for a reason for her.
0: Yeah, I definitely think he's there for a reason and a purpose, but like you said, we don't, we don't know what that is, and later we see um, Terrell react or not react when Elliot brings up Joanna, and I thought about you when I was watching that, to just kind of what you had said um, in the earlier podcast about, does Tyrell ever even talk about Joanna or, you know, show any love for Joanna? And, you know, he just quickly changed the subject in that instance. What, what do you think about all of this, Akira, about this love or non-love or partnership with those two?
1: Um, I would say uh, there's there's definitely some love there, but ultimately I think that their relationship is a partnership because um, uh i mean we um seen hearing from Joanna different circumstances that um you know back to the episode when uh she is she has Elliot in her house and she's telling him of oh well one one night we were out and i told this I told him I liked this woman's earrings, and he uh and in order for him to get those for me, I told him to go sleep with her um so Definitely more of a partner. Definitely more of a partnership. I think than I love, but you know that said, there is still I think some love there, um, because yeah, I mean it's really hard. It's really hard to say with these two, but ultimately a partnership first and foremost. Um, and even with uh, her being away, and um, Elliot even trying to tell uh, Tyrell later on in this episode you know, your wife, she's been looking for you, she's worried about you, and, you know, anybody else would kind of be like, well, yes, you know, yes, I know I'm away from her, I'm away from my child, and this and that, and he just called, and he just answered, I'm doing what's necessary, and it's the same thing that Joanna says, he's doing what's necessary, Mm -hmm. so anyone like us, it was like, wait, hold on, you're missing, you know, your husband's missing, and this and that, but we did get to see some some amounts of vulnerability with, you know, with the phone call on the cell during the uh, part two of the season premiere, where she, no, not that, that was when she walked away. At one point, at one other time during the season two premiere, where the phone was, uh, the cell phone rang, and she was asking if it was Tyrell and went running outside. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they definitely rely on each other, I think. Um, so, yeah, that's but, how I feel about uh. But their, their relationship.
0: One of the things we, we said in the other podcast was that we we don't know. I, we, we definitely feel like they're in a partnership, but I was saying I don't know how much Joanna is aware of this um, because with Terrell killing Scott's wife, you know, he did that without her say-so that was a complete surprise to her. That's something that just happened. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think him disappearing obviously was not something they planned either. This is something that, you know, just happened. So it almost felt like Tyrell was pulling away from her and maybe that's why she was so desperate to find him and kind of get him back and get this control back with him and, so I'm, I'm very interested still to see what's going to happen in season three with those two, because you both are right. You know, it, it's hard to tell with these two. But um, I, I just,
1: yeah, I go mean, ahead. Ty- well, Tyrell, Tyrell seems to show more passion for Elliot than right. he does. Well, yeah.
0: You're right. I, I'm
1: in in the closing um the the end credit scenes um the opening scene he he, he's overwhelmed with emotion just dealing with elliot Mm -hmm. you don't really and he comes back to joanna with that same emotion but you don't see him with joanna displaying that because of her it's all elliot bringing all of that out i don't know it's just very weird it
0: is i thought that was very interesting to so how emotional he was and all of his interactions with Elliot. Just oh, so, so odd. But um, speaking of emotions, just really quickly, can we talk about Derek and how he went from ready to kill everybody until she actually asked him to do something? And then he's like, but that's not true. I can't do that. He is so basic. <laughs> He's so basic. (laughs) And didn't he have, like, a Tom
1: Cruise poster in his apartment? (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. um, Oh, man. Watching that scene, I mean, I was just reminded again about how how instantly annoyed I was with Derek. It was like, okay, you know, go do something else, Derek. Like, get off my screen for a few minutes um but and mostly but most of it was really laughable because him and this tirade that he's having and he's trying to just show like huff and puff and show how big and bad he is and it's just like have a seat (laughs) you know (laughs) because you're not really going to do anything it's like really who are you um and yeah to the point where he's Moving, like knocking things down and everything. And so it's interesting for me to have that reaction that I had. And then, of course, Joanna has the same thing. Are you done? (laughs) (laughs) She tells them. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) Derek, oh man. Derek, Derek, Derek. Yeah. So that's pretty much that. It was, yeah. With his puff and puff, and then it's like, you know, all she's asking him, to, yeah, well, like he said, it's like, first of all, you're making it seem like you're ready to go and go off to the extent of every, or, you know, killing somebody. And then all she asks you to do is just lie and say, you saw him coming from the stairwell, and he's like, and he completely cowers. And it's like, again, just all show, all talk, you know, all talk and no action. Hmm. <laughs> what did you think, Southern Cynic? I'm pretty sure Scott would have kicked his ass if he had showed sure up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you have You're more right. Than yeah, oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. hot air. But yeah, that was interesting. He's you know, Joanna's telling him what to do basically and he's you know, turns into a scared little little puppy.
0: It just reminded yeah. me
1: of being in
0: college again and of those blustering college boys and when he's throwing his tantrum all I could think is I hope you don't break your Ikea lamp in your tantrum oh gosh (laughs) I don't know like on one hand I think Joanna is like so terrible for what she did to Scott but then when I see her with Derek I think she is a saint to put up with this and she didn't just (laughs) slap him like I don't My know. My
1: only concern is okay, if he's gonna do this thing and he has to end up what going to court because I'm sure there'll be a trial or whatever. Girl. <laughs> he's crack yeah. He's gonna crack his fall apart. Yeah. He's a weak link.
0: He's a weak mm-hmm. link. I think she poor. I think she chose poorly with that one. He can't do anything right so far. He's doing nothing right for her, but she seems to be sticking with it, so we just have to trust in the wisdom that is
1: Joanna. Uh huh.
0: All right, speaking of wisdom, let's talk about um, Dom. Dom just had a, in my opinion, a masterful performance um, in her interrogation of Darlene. Um, they were... I think Darlene was a formidable foe for um, Dom, but um, Dom was like pulling out all the stops. Uh, it was just—it was masterful the way she played. Darlene, what were you thinking about, Miss Dom Southern
1: Senate? I, I, I like the little build-up to where you can eventually see that she. She, she found the crack in Darlene's armor. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that she was basically Darlene, but they were both the same. And um, I just enjoyed watching her, you know, bring out all this evidence and you could see the worry, the slow worry on Darlene's face, even though she was trying to put up a front and be tough about it. But uh, that, that whole scene of them, you know, walking to the other room to look at the the big um, the board that they had and everybody, all their eyes turning on Darlene and she, you know, just like Dom said, you are more special than you realize. Mm-hmm. And you can see that, yeah, you can see that dawn on Darlene's face as she's taking that long walk. I, I, I really enjoyed it, Yeah one of the things that
0: um kind of struck me is uh dom said something and i know i'm not going to get it quoted right she basically said if you are if you're open to changing or if you're open to something come with me and the fact that darlene actually went with her was was kind of her confirming that yeah i am open to what you're asking me to do so i felt like that was Darlene showing that she might be willing to cooperate or um, confirm maybe some of the things that Dom um, has been asking her about. And I, I, I was a little bit disappointed that Darlene did that, but I mean, I couldn't imagine sitting across from Dom for however many hours she's been there in her bloody clothes um, to be interrogated. How? For, And how how long do you think it's been since the shooting, anyway, Akira? How long do you think it's been because Darlene or um, Dom has gone home? She's taken a nap. She's been in the hospital, and Darlene has just been sitting in custody, basically.
1: Mm Hmm. Um. I think I would say it's only probably been a few days um, because knowing Dom, Dom is you know not one to just sit. You know, if they tell her to take two weeks off, she's not going to take. The full two weeks, so maybe even for Donna's probably knowing Donna's probably like her girl is probably back to work the next day, yeah, um, or maybe even within a few hours. Just knowing Dom, um, she's just become that obsessive with this case and wanting to um, get everybody um, associated with it, bring them to justice. So, um, yeah, I would imagine either maybe over the course of a day to maybe. Uh, a handful of days between uh, the actual shooting and the uh, interrogation. Um, yeah, for that again, just, I just say that based on what what I what I, what I interpret from Dom that Dom is just not gonna sit there and take the take the full amount of time off that they're requesting her to have. As we've seen, you know, girl is not ready to you know r- run into the bathroom, change her clothes, and go interrogate uh, Darlene right then and there. Yeah. Um, from the uh, part one from part one so um, but then again it was in terms of watching the whole interrogation um, it was funny that uh, to see that USA can uh, laugh at themselves for always having to for always having been looked at as oh the blue sky uh, network with uh, <laughs> their previous programming <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so that was funny Um you know that they don't take themselves that seriously. That's true. Uh, that they can't. That, that they can joke at themselves. And uh, given uh, the direction that Mr. Robot um, has uh, steered them towards, um, and seeing that, and then also how it also gave you kind of a different viewpoint of a uh, I cannot remember his name, the guy that was basically roadblock. You know, giving j- blocking Dom at every oh Santiago. Center. Yeah. Santiago. Um, yeah, to here and then I guess maybe a, again, another example of a guy on this show just wanting to huff and puff. And then it's like, yeah, you're not going to get anywhere with that. So, there, so Dom loving Tom in this moment is like, uh, can I have a minute? And he just, <laughs> just walks out and you see, and you, and you just see from that. Um, I mean, obviously Dom was able to get a lot more than, uh, Mr. Huff, Mr. Huff and Puff Santiago. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I, yeah I, think my,
0: I think my favorite part was when Darlene was trying to bow up at Dom and Dom just started laughing at her. Like I, <laughs> I had to take notes like <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: to remember to do yeah. that at work. <laughs> I've, and, ultimately, and then ultimately, once again, with the theme of control coming in, that was definitely, that was one of, the key scenes in terms of control, because Darlene tries to one up Darlene and saying, "I get your game. You know, I know what you're gonna do. It's not gonna work. You're gonna act like you give a. Sh- you're gonna act like you give a damn about the situation that I just went in, uh, that I just been through. But all you want is basically to get the information out of me. You're gonna try to play every single card that you can, but it is not gonna work. And Dom is just like, and Dom just has to laugh at it because Dom knows." that she's got that one ultimate card to play, mm-hmm. which is what she shows Darlene later on, because it's like, well, honey, you obviously have no idea what, I, what other cards I have to play. Um, so that, yeah, it was, it was also, it was interesting to see Dom react the way she did, because again, she knew the, the ultimate card that she had to play. And again, once, once Darlene is standing there looking at that board, you as a viewer, you're like, okay, that's it. The gig is up. I don't know. Yeah. How been, I don't know how. You, I don't even know Harry Houdini could get out of this. You know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, I don't you know, under- it's, it's I like, don't understand.
0: I don't even understand how Darlene is in season three. Like I don't see how she's not in jail after seeing that board. So when okay, so let's talk about the board. So when you first see the series or first see the episode, and they're showing us. Darlene looking at the board and then they turn to the board and they start showing us basically all the evidence, all the investigation that Dom and her team, I think she said there were like 6,000 people over 6,000 agents, um, looking into the the hack. And one of the things I have to ask you girls, because I, I did not see, did we see Trenton on the board at all? Yeah, she's there.
1: I didn't uh, see her. Where was, was she? Cause I
0: saw Mobley and um, Romero, lots of folks. Where was she?
1: I believe she was on the um, in that same area with them, just not within that specific box. But she is in that area, and she, um, her character uh, she's under a different name on that board. But yeah, she is there. Okay. But what were you when you were
0: seeing that for the first time, Southern Cine- the were you surprised at how much stuff that Dom had?
1: I was because I was trying to figure out just how long did it take them to get all this information and make all of these connections. It would seem like it would take longer than what, how long are we into the hack now? Was it a year? I don't think so.
0: Because- Oh, it, it happened in May, right? It happened in May. And yeah, May. Night. Um so we're and, just a few months after after it. Yeah, cuz they had remember Angela had like the July 4th. I think it's maybe just like August.
1: So that it makes me think, well how sloppy were they being? Mm. We, they put on the perception that they were being very careful and covering their tracks, but obviously not, because you have four walls covered with evidence and links. And I mean, they're off by thinking that Tyrell's at the center of it, but they pretty much got everybody. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, wow. I I haven't seen the close-ups of everything on the board, other than you know um, what they showed us in the show, but. I would be interested in seeing all of that. Um, plus, to go back to the interrogation, did anybody see any kind of parallel between Dom leading um, Darlene out and Darlene's tale about the woman who ended up kidnapping her and Darlene willingly going with her and wanting to stay with her? I think that's a really the good pre- point. I yeah, think that's a really good point. point. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking that as Darlene, um, as Dom was opening the door and telling her how special she was, and you know, you should come with me if you really want to see. And you could see the trepidation on Darlene's face, like, uh, I shouldn't, but I I kind of want to. And she ended up going. I, that was just running through my head. I, mean, I have nothing deeper than that. But I was thinking about that tale she was telling.
0: I do, I do think that's a good point, because when we were talking about that, we basically said that woman who took her, um, bought her for Nathan's famous hot dog. All she had to do was ask Darlene, what do you want? And give her a choice. And that's all it took for Darlene to go with her. And that you're right. That's basically what Dom did. She gave her a choice. You can either come or you can stay. And she told her she was special. And, you know, you can see that Darlene is someone who is very much starved for approval approval from Elliot, approval from the folks in F society. That's why she was trying so hard to be a leader. And, you know, it really, I mean, she is a broken, broken person. So it's totally plausible that she could get turned by something so simple by Dom.
1: What do you think about that, Akira? Um, I think I think ultimately, well really with this season, um, we've, I mean, actually going back to season one in terms of Darlene and how, and the characteristics of her, um, we've up until this point, always perceived Darlene to be this hard ass character and whatnot, and they're, you know, just kind of this steel force that can't really be cracked. Um, But in season two, we've started to see bits and pieces of that hardness and that steelness and that, um, just, yeah, we started to see, um, cracks happen there, um, at, at various points throughout the season. Um, and I think it's all, you know, build up into this one moment with Dom where when Dom pulls out the big card, it's like, okay, that's it. She, um, you know, yeah, it was like, she, like, this is it. Like there really is, you know, you can always be so much of a, act like so much of a hard ass until you're literally looking at a board with that has every single person that could be implicated in this hack there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not only that, I mean, um, she's also, um, you know, I mean, on top of dealing with the fact that the FBI was investigating them, she's also got, you know, she's also been running scared over the fact that the Dark Army could possibly be cleaning up house. And then it really becomes no more of a plausibility. It is a fact when literally Cisco is, you know, his head is blown off right in front of her. Um so with that, so with that situation, it's no longer a question that Dark Army will definitely clean up house if they see a need to. Mm-hmm. And so it's you know she's basically like just put herself. She's a rock in a hard place essentially, and it's really, it's going to be interesting to see how she how she deals with it in season three. But yeah, I mean, every, yeah, I mean we're definitely looking at a much vulnerable. Darlene going into season three, coming out of season two, going into season three, because at this point she can't hide behind that mask of hard assness anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's, I mean, she's got to come to terms with what she did. And then also, um, I think, um, yeah, just it all would be a question of loyalty for her because she's got, as Sam said, she's got FBI on one side and then she's got her brother on the other side and then it's just so which you know which which way is she going to go.
0: Yeah, and then um, she also she also has to think of self-preservation because she's committed a murder. You have to throw that right. murder in there too. So so mm-hmm. yep, do you so that. do you girl do you girls think that she would really rat out Elliot like seeing how she's been in season one and season two do you think she has it in her to not protect him
1: um i think that i think that yeah ultimately she does want to protect her brother um but then also i guess it's a question of you know that self you know that self-preservation Um, I guess, like, I guess it just comes down to a question of, is she willing, would she rather die than give up her brother? Mm. You know, Mm. so I think, yeah, I think for me, that's, I think for me, that's really what kind of knowing what we know about Darlene. I think that's the ultimate question. Like, Mm -hmm. would she rather die than give him up? And because, I mean, with, with her going into season three, thinking that the Dark Army is probably going to be after her next. Because again, she was captured by the FBI. She was talking to them, so there's that idea: is she gonna turn into a mole, or is she going to not turn into a mole? And Dark Army did not does not ask questions. Um, we saw that with Cisco as the second the FBI put out the uh, put his face on the news, it was lights out for him. So yeah. she knows how the Dark Army operates. So it just comes down to. A, I think, yeah, the question ultimately for me I would ask is, would she rather die than give up her brother, if it really came down to it?
0: Okay, Southern Cynic, what do you think? Would she rather die than give up Elliot?
1: I don't know. Um, After watching that season three trailer, I just, I don't know what's going on with her. (laughs) It looks like, okay, she's free, but the first thing Mm that we no, she did look at the board and um, see that Tyrell was who they thought was at the center of everything. So I, I just don't know if she would give them up, knowing that maybe she can throw them off the trail even more. Have we ever mm-hmm. seen
0: Darlene? Have we ever seen Darlene interact with Tyrell? Or I mean, she knows who he is now. Um, because of the media, but, like, in season one, was there ever any, well, I mean, we didn't even ever really see Elliot with Terrell until the very end, so we can assume that she wasn't aware of Terrell's involvement until after the hack.
1: Is that accurate? Um, I think that's a fair question. Um, I think that, if anything, in general, she didn't know of probably who Tyrell was because obviously going after Evil Corp, she kind of had to know who the, you know, had to know who the main players were. Um, but in terms of whether, in terms of her knowing how involved Tyrell was, maybe she didn't know, maybe she didn't know because, I mean, I say that really because, um, in, uh, Christian Slater's interview on YouTube about season three, uh, he's been saying, uh, he was saying that, uh, you know, they're going to be twists and turns and everything that you thought and something that you thought you knew, you actually did not know. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> so, so, with that, so with that, again, I'm kind of wondering, you know, I'm kind of wondering, are we going to be going back and seeing and seeing, seeing some things, other parts of the story from different angles, um, pretty much on pretty much on par with that, episode, with that particular scene where Tyrell's in the car with, uh, mm-hmm. ooh, in season one, we thought was just a robot, and then now we know, oh, actually, he was with Elliot in the car. Um, yeah, um, but then also, again, with um, I kind of kind of going back to the question of, will, you know, will Darlene turn in Elliot? It's also, I mean, I'm also questioning, really, in terms of Elliot, like, may, you know, Elliot can kind of be his own worst enemy, Given uh, what happened at the end of the season finale, uh, with him standing, you know, going against Tyrell and saying, you know, I have to end this, I have to end this, and then look what happened. Um, Mm -hmm. But again, you know, having Mr. Robot there, trying to be that voice of reason, like, don't do this, don't do this, you know, in a sense, trying to protect him, but again, to his own, uh, with his own agenda there. Um, Yeah, Elliot can be his own worst enemy. So, really, in terms of, whether or not Darlene will rat him out, I mean Elliot just might put himself again in a situation where maybe she doesn't have to turn him in. Maybe he'll be his own worst enemy and just, um, you know, maybe turn himself in or something again. Well, I yeah, don't know, maybe he would again. again. You were but, right again. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't do it. I wouldn't do it again, but um, yeah, I mean, essentially, in, essentially, with him trying to end, you know, his goal of wanting to end this whole thing. Yeah, he's basically putting the target on his back. So whether it will be Tyrell, Dark Army, whoever, it'll just be interesting to watch really how that, how that plays out.
0: Well, speaking of Elliot, and this is a good segue to, to go into this, and you brought up at the beginning of this episode, we get to see a flashback basically to that interaction in the car where in season one we saw it at Mr. as Mr. Robot, and this time we get to see it as Elliot, And we kind of get to see Elliot showing this um, uh, self-assuredness we don't normally see in him. Um, You know, the the interaction that Terrell and he had. And Terrell is crying um, and telling Elliot, you know, there's something between them. And Elliot is saying don't just look at what's in front of you, you have to look at what's above you, and Tyrell is being very literal. Um, And just all these interactions that we're seeing between Tyrell with Mr. Robot, and I'm also questioning, obviously at the end of Python part one, Elliot is thinking that Tyrell isn't real, and we see that play out this episode. Elliot hasn't really rested since he's been home from jail. He did that whole lucid dreaming thing um, for one episode. So he really wasn't resting. So like, how long has he been awake? I mean, he, his judgment is usually off anyway, but he's very, I think he's very much compromised by the time we get to this episode what what are you thinking about Elliot's mental state, Southern Cynic?
1: I I don't poor Elliot. I don't know. I don't know about my baby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I guess yeah, he's been a white Well no, because Darlene said that he could crash on her sofa. But weren't they there for a night or two?
0: No, he um, no he said he wanted to go home and that's when Joanna
1: showed up. Oh. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe he has been awake for a couple of days. We know he's not on drugs again, popping Adderalls or, you know, morphine, but <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not well. He has broken. He can't figure out what's real and what's not and it was very terrifying watching the, the last part of the um, of the show with him trying to, thinking that he had it figured out. That, yes, Tyrell is not real. This situation is not real. He's not going to shoot me. Mm. It's going to be okay. I'm just going to turn around and do what I need to do. And, you know, they are illusions and I'm not. I'm in control. So it's very um, unnerving to watch that, knowing that, He's not in his right mind. and hasn't been for days, weeks, even. Hopefully. The whole season, basically. Basically. And getting worse. I mean, it's just getting worse.
0: Yeah. I mean, like you said, um, when, you, like you said in an earlier podcast, you know, he's not getting treatment. He was prescribed medications. Like you said, he's not taking any medications. He's not self-medicating. He's not having therapy anymore. He doesn't have his routine. So every crutch that he had available to him has kind of just been stripped away. So we're just kind of seeing raw Elliot and even um, more exposed because of the, the lack of rest, the lack of sleep, the paranoia on top of it. What, what were you thinking about these interactions, Akira? Uh,
1: with these interactions, um, um, I mean, it has been interesting to just see Elliot continue to kind of deteriorate and just um, go further down, go further down. Um, yeah, he's not getting any better. Um, and the sleep, def- yeah, the sleep deprivation, um, after getting out of prison is not helping him at all. Um, he is, um, I think with him again, wanting to, well, he left prison kind of thinking that, uh, him and Mr. Robot were kind of, on this wavelength more the same wavelength more or less in terms of okay we're kind of at an kind of at an impasse where we you know I can't get rid of you you can't get rid of me we essentially are one in the same and have to work together um but then at the same time he's still suspicious when at that one point uh over at sister's apartment when he and we as the audience think that Elliot's in the bathroom and all of a sudden we hear Mr. Robot uh Telling Darlene and Cisco to calm down and we're even going for a loop like okay (laughs) Um, Well, we weren't expecting that Um, And again, I think and again also really with mr. Robot Being the main one to emphasize the point emphasize how important it is to get back to the apartment get back to the apartment um, Elliot back to questioning mr. Robot and his motives and then to ultimately, finally see Tyrell in front of him when Mr. Robot led him to believe that he was shot and possibly dead, more mm-hmm. more than likely dead. Um, that once again throws him off throws him off his throws him off again, again to the point where he's just like, okay, you um you had me thinking he was dead, and he's right there. And so that's just once again him questioning his sanity. so, Ah, oh, these interactions. Um, yeah, he's uh, he is just just when he, I think it's just when he thinks that he might have a leg up or at least start to get a leg up, it's just right back to where he ultimately was at the start. Um, so, yeah, well, I think I think
0: yeah, I think both you both you ladies called it definitely when you said, you know, Elliot definitely can't trust Mr. Robot. And we see basically Mr. Robot, who is Elliot himself. I have to keep reminding myself, it's not two separate people, but Elliot basically told Tyrell to stop me at all costs if I try to divert from the plan. So like you said, he basically you know, is his own worst enemy. And he gave Tyrell that gun and basically said, shoot me, do whatever you have to do to keep me from, from wrecking this project. And uh, that was hard to watch. Like you said, it was hard to watch. And I just remember being so mad that night on Twitter when this happened and Tyrell had shot him because everybody was so excited when Tyrell showed up in Python part one. And I was just like, see, that's what you get. You wanted Tyrell and this is what he did. So yeah, I was, I was mad that whole night. I'm still mad at Tyrell. Like I, he's not my favorite person. He's not my favorite person at all. So what did you think when we saw this, um, the conversation between Tyrell and Angela at the end, what did you think about that whole thing?
1: Hmm. hmm. Um. Well, I can't really say I'm 100% surprised by um, Angela picking picking up the Mm -hmm. phone. Um, But again, I think it gives us a little bit more insight into what she and White Rose talked about in that room for um, the allotted time that she allowed for. 28 Um, minutes. 28 minutes, yep. Um, So just... um, you know just seeing again uh her coming into whatever spot whatever now's making us now uh, apparently on fully fully on board with um with White Rose and the Dark Army and uh just again reassuring Tyrell you did what you had to do you did what you had to do it's okay um you know just her having to console him and just kind of calm him down um Again I think uh, maybe her again, I think that's another situation where her affirmations are working for her I don't know if she's still doing them or or has completely given up on them well yeah, um, they did
0: show the close up of her affirmation book or CDs or whatever yeah they did,
1: yeah, they did. um and and that the one that they focus on in particular uh you know strong women, which again I mean this uh, this show uh, one of my favorite uh for one of my favorite for how favorite, for how it portrays other um, female characters, um so, yeah, and then, yeah, just seeing Angela just come into an even more uh, position of power um yeah it's it it will it's gonna be really interesting when Elliot wakes up, especially because she said I sh-, you know I should be the first one that he sees when he wakes up, um hmm that's gonna be a very interesting moment, I think. Yeah, Southern Cynic, do you trust Angela? I do. I think she cares deeply for Elliot. She really is concerned about his well-being. But on the other hand, um, she seems to be White Rose's pawn now.
0: Mm -hmm. She
1: is uh, basically the emperor's hand. So what is her her overall job here, you know, and and (laughs) it'll be interesting to see if Angela and Elliot end up getting pitted against each other, you know. She has to finish Rose's plans, and her goal is to make sure Elliot gets those plans done, but Elliot doesn't seem to want to go down that road anymore, so are they going to be button heads? in the future I don't know well did you see the um did you see the interview
0: with um Rami when he was talking about Elliot and Angela and um how their relationship kind of grows in season three and there were some clips of them like sitting together at a cafe or in a restaurant together and I mean it's it's alluding to a a deepening of their relationship but you know we can't trust anything we see but did did, I'm sure. Did you see that Akira? Did you see that interview with him? Yeah,
1: I did. What were yeah, your? I did. What did you think? Uh, well, I think ultimately. Well, knowing what we know for now, <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm just gonna. I think i just gonna always add that for now part because the personal thing. You know what you think. You know you don't. Um, but yeah, that. I mean, for him to say that. He, for Elliot to be in a, to put himself in a position where he's going to essentially rely on Elliot, I mean, that's understandable, given that they're childhood friends. Um, she knows him better than anybody. Um, dare I even say better than Darlene knows him. I would um, say that. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, so it just makes sense that he would, naturally that he would turn to her to kind of fill in the blanks for what's been going on with him and she's even seen him, you know, she's seen him and she's seen him. I, I would assume at his, at his ultimate worth. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, you know, and then also, uh, what is it? That scene, uh, with them, that was on the, uh, at the restaurant that was from his, uh, uh, him dreaming about what life, what type of life he wants to fight for after Leon was asking him "Do you dream, yeah. you know, think about what type of life you want and fight for it. Um, So I guess in a way that this is also with Elliot turning to Angela that that's his way of trying to get that life that he wants to fight for, um, given what's happened to him at the towards the end of season two. Um, But again, knowing, well, I can't I can barely (laughs) say knowing now, (laughs) thinking, but thinking that that Angela has uh, sided with the dark army now. I think that she's also now in the same position that Tyrell was in uh, after he was given the gun and said, stop me at all, you know, stop anyone that, you know, shoot anybody that basically tries to get in our way, including me. So Mm -hmm. I think that Angela has also, has now also put herself in that position where it's stop anybody that tries to interfere. I think in this case with white, with stopping White Rose's operation and from what, what we have been shown or what we've seen it looks like what Elliot is attempting to do could probably stop his operation yeah Um, you know so well yes yeah yeah.
0: speaking of stopping operations we have this last scene with um, we catch up with Trenton and Mobley I can't remember their alias names but Trenton is basically Uh, telling Tanya and Frederick Tanya and Frederick yeah oh so so nondescript um and but tanya is is telling frederick that she might have figured out a way to undo what they did and leon rolls up southern senate girl were we expecting leon to roll up
1: no, we were not, and we were very afraid for Tanya. and <laughs> I was so worried. Okay, I thought this was the end. Um, this is where the White Army sends Leon to Shank them to death in front of this uh, generic Walmart out in the middle of nowhere. So I'm, I'm still worried about them. I, I
0: hope they're okay. Yeah, I, but- I you have reason to be worried? I assume they worked either at a movie theater, because didn't they both have on, like, little uniforms with bow ties or something? Am I just um, am I just delving into my own history of working at a movie theater? Because they both had, like, big goals.
1: Maybe. Maybe. There may be some association there, but <laughs> either, either that or they're just at some. Um, I, would, I mean, I kind of would imagine that they're maybe working at some tech, some tech uh maybe best buy type of uh geek squad sort of position. That should be um, the last place uh, they're working though. <laughs> well, I don't know, so you got I gotta go with you go let you know. I gotta look I gotta look at the look at that last thing again and just I don't know, now that you fucked this up, I now like wanna go back and stand <laughs> exactly. But, <laughs> but, but but yeah, I mean but again but again, also really speaking, I mean, if you think about it, they've kind of taken, you know, F society has kind of hidden in plain sight, again, with them being at, having S-Society headquarters to be at an arcade named Fun Society. So it's kind of, So I guess maybe with that little hidden in plain sight, um, more or less, I guess. Um, yeah, because I mean, who would, I don't know, I guess who would dare to go look for them there? Well, Leon. somebody also would. Leon did, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, but um, but yeah, I mean, but given uh, well, since it was well, I'm pretty much knowing from that from the start of that scene, I I knew that it was definitely somebody from um, somebody from White Roses camp. Um, given, I think it was the same the same car,
0: yeah,
1: or the same type of car driving up. So I was like, okay, if I have a White Rose in there. I mean, but yeah, to see Leon pop up, um, yeah, that was that was a nice surprise. I was really happy to see Leon again because I mean, after after he uh, took care of uh, the David Duke gang um, <laughs> in prison, yeah, I, yeah, seeing Leon again was a very nice warm, was a very nice welcome to us. Maybe not so much to Tanya and Frederick, but uh, that remains to be seen right now. Well, you have to think about. How far
0: is White Rose's reach that she was able to get Elliot out of jail when she felt like it, I'm assuming, and we don't know why Leon is in jail. I don't even, did they tell us in the red wheelbarrow why Leon was in jail? We know why um, Hot Carla was in jail, but did they tell us in the book why Leon was there?
1: I don't recall. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm going to have to go back and look at that. I don't remember. I don't remember um, I mean, that story either. Of, yeah, I mean, I'm I, kind I, of under the impression that White Rose put, you know, put him there to watch out for Elliot. I agree. So at least I was, that was always the impression that I got.
0: Yeah, what did you think, Southern Senate? Um,
1: I asked Google where Trenton and Mobley are. They are at a place called Fry's in the middle of... <gasps> yeah. It's I guess it's some kind of yeah, like like a generic Walmart, some <laughs> kind of big department store. They're wearing a uniform and all kinds of weirdness, but yeah, I, I had to look that up. It was bothering me.
0: Are they in Arizona? I know I'm asking you too much. <laughs> I'm asking <laughs> too. I know they were talking about the weather and
1: stuff. Yeah, no more bad winters. See. No more bad winters, hardly ever rained. Yeah, so I was thinking Arizona.
0: Yeah. Fries and I think so. Ah ha ha ha. So there we go. All right. Arizona's beautiful. Been there once. Um, so there's there's just so many questions, like we said, we think we know, but we probably don't know anything at all which is the beauty of this show it just keeps you coming back for more and speaking of um coming back for more there's been you know everything is ramping up we were before we started recording um we were talking about some of the upcoming things that are happening they've been releasing all of the interviews um of the cast members which is nice to see um one of the things that i posted that's not necessarily mr robot related but um I posted a link to a story about um, the movie that Rami is um, shooting, the um, Queen biopic. I think it's, it's called Bohemian Rhapsody. And um, I don't know if you guys watch Game of Thrones, but the um, actor who plays Peter Baelish, who just, I'm not going to say anything. I don't want to spoil Game of Thrones for folks. But the act, one of the actors from Game of Thrones just joined that movie as well. So that I thought that was an interesting crossover for all of the Game of Thrones fans and Mr. Robot fans and I know Akira you said you watched like one season of Game of Thrones. Did you ever watch um Southern Cynic?
1: No. I, I just can't. <laughs> it's not for me. Yeah. I mean I watched. I don't feel that, that bad dragon. now. <laughs> <laughs> I watched clips of the dragons burning stuff up but that's it. Yeah, that's that's one of the yeah. best
0: parts. That's one of the best parts. You're you're fine. You're fine. You're fine not watching it. Yeah. The the fan fiction is I mean, pretty good. The dragon clip. Yeah, the dragons are good. The um the dragon breaking through the wall was pretty pretty amazing, but yeah, you're you're fine. You're good. Just like we're fine with not watching seeing Rami and Twilight, you're fine with not watching um Game of Thrones. That's
1: a what did you no, want to watch it? it? Did you watch it? No, I'm not gonna watch it. I'm just saying it blew my mind <laughs> I was at the <laughs> oh poor baby, We all got to start somewhere
0: yeah, yeah, but i I'll be happy to watch night at the museum though I can pull my kids in and watch that um I also posted a really nice um grace gummer um dom she did a really nice um photo shoot um, I think for Atelier for their coat line so that's nice that she's you know doing some other things and she did an interview where she was talking about her character and how having red hair makes her feel more powerful and all these things so we have a link to that on our Twitter page as well and then Akira you have some fun stuff coming up in what like about a week you're going to be traveling
1: yeah, I am um heading up to New York. Um the plan was to go up for Comic Con. I've uh, got the badges and everything and then uh seeing getting seeing the notice of the announcement that there's gonna be the e party. Um uh, so definitely planning to camp out in line um to get into that. And then there's also the uh the uh screening of the season three premiere and a uh, panel discussion with Sam Esmail going on at the uh, Future of Storytelling Festival um, over in Staten Island, um, uh, October 7th. Um, Saw that posting, I was like, yes, give me my ticket so I can go to that, uh, because I was gonna feel, uh, I don't even know how I was gonna feel if I had gone to New York and nothing or Mr. Robot related, you know, was potentially happening in addition to the equine party i was like there has got to be a panel or something happening and then future storytelling comes along and announces the pan uh, the screening and the panel um so i will be making that an all-day event to get you know make sure i get into that um but then also uh, the lovely folks at um uh, behind the future storytelling festival uh, saw that i was going to be coming and reached out about uh if i was interested in hosting a ticket giveaway which i you know said of course um, any chance to give uh, uh, to give any other Mr. Robot fans a chance to see the premiere and to uh, sit down uh, in a discussion with Sam? Of course, you know, yeah, that was a no-brainer. So, um, so I've been posting, uh, tweeting on Face, uh, not Facebook. Um, <laughs> I've been on this uh, on Instagram, uh, pretty much letting letting as many people know about it as possible. Um, basically, just uh, head over to a Hello Friend dot com slash giveaway um if you're interested in jump if you're interested in uh uh entering the entering the giveaway um the last day to enter is october 5th and i'll be notified making notice uh sending out emails to the lucky 10 people the lucky 10 people uh and but yeah but it's so far been really it's been a really good response so far so yeah um I think, yeah, I think it's going to be really fun. I'm looking really forward to it. It's, and of course, any time that I can get back to New York is always fun. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm so excited for you. And I was Southern Cynic. I was telling her that, I, you know, I'm only like a train ride away. I, it's like a three-hour train ride, not a big deal. But unfortunately, like the, the day that they're screening um, the season premiere, I'm in class all day. And I was just so, so mad. So like one more reason for me to regret going to grad school is the fact that I'm going to miss out on this. So yeah, yeah, kids stay in school, but you know, plan better. Don't be like me and and make bad plans. Um, So that is super exciting. So we can't wait to hear all about your trips. I bet you're going to have like some wonderful interactions and you're going to meet some wonderful people. And it's just going to change your life forever. Are you in agreement with that, yeah. Senator?
1: Hello, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But yeah, I am looking forward to that. Um, it's, but as far as yeah, as far as like the premiere and everything, if anyone asked, I probably wouldn't be able to say. Yeah, I won't be able to tell you that much. Uh, cause oh no, 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 no. absolutely not, by, you know. not no. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah, want to yeah, know. I will- yeah, no, I will be like keeping my lips shut um, upon upon watching the premiere. Uh, and again, because I want to stay on Sam's good side, so I'm just going to keep my mouth shut, uh, you know, upon that. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, but it's uh, exciting. Yeah, to be cliche and quote the show, exciting times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, well, you know, that gets us like, this is the end of our. Last episode for season two, so you guys will hear back from us um, for the premiere of season three, which is really right around the corner. Like I can see it from here; it's it's right there, glinting at me. So um, we're gonna do a um, shout out, and I'm actually going to be self serving tonight. The ladies gave me permission to promote my other podcast, so. I've been telling them and I said on Twitter that I didn't realize that the other show that I um, do a recap podcast of, um, which is Riverdale on The CW, which is so the opposite of Mr. Robot in like almost every way. Um, But that starts the same night as the Mr. Robot premiere, Riverdale premiere. So I'm gonna have a busy night. Um, But the name of my other podcast is um, The Riverdale Rag. So we just um, renamed our podcast and so we have a Twitter page and we have a website um, and we're really getting to work with that other podcast. So if you are an Archie fan and you watch Riverdale and you want to hear some um, lovely funny ladies talk about it and kind of um, snark it up, you can follow us at Riverdale Rag. So have, have either of you ever heard of Archie comics or read an Archie comic book in your life?
1: Uh, heard about it, but have not read them. What about you, Southern Cynic? Same boat. Heard about them. I've seen a couple of panels. I've never really gotten into plots and
0: storylines. That so. makes me so sad. Like Archie I'm was sure such a big right. deal. It's it's great. It's great. I mean, my dad read Archie growing up. I mean, it's it started like in 1942. It's a it's a very old um, series. So you know i don't i personally don't know anyone who reads archie except for my kids so i'm actually not surprised um i hardly ever hear people talking about archie in my real life so that's why we were so excited when the show started um and we decided to do a podcast about it just because us archie folks don't see each other that much so um well maybe if you guys want to pick up something new, although I know um, Southern Cynic, you're deep in your Star Wars, and, <laughs> and everything. So, and you you said, what did you find out, what did you find out about the new movie today? How long is it gonna be?
1: About an hour ago, they just announced that the movie is gonna be two and a half hours long, the longest Star Wars movie ever made. Uh, the trailer's coming out on the 9th, so I'm gonna be a complete wreck um but once that trailer is out I'll be good and I can completely switch my focus over to Mr. Robot as I should um you know my my focus is really divided right now that's and true all my fan girl feels
0: that's true and I I did say I was going to ask you girls ask us was there anything else you were looking forward to in the fall TV or movie wise like are there any other series that you watch that are starting up or something new that you're excited to see in the fall? Anything that you can think of? Stranger Things. Uh, oh, Stranger Things. Did you watch the first season of Hero Stranger Things?
1: No, I have not uh, sat myself down to watch this first season. I know people are like, probably, people are. Yeah, I can only imagine like people screaming, "Like, what is wrong with you that you haven't watched this show yet?" I'm I'm internally
0: screaming, (laughs) "What? Why haven't you watched that show yet?" But I'm just trying to be polite and
1: respectful. I know, and I know, but really, when when it comes to things, either TV shows or movies, that people are like, "Can you watch? Like, can you hurry up and watch this already?" Um, Yeah, that list continues to grow. I still need to finish Twin Peaks. you know, catching up on all that. Um, So yeah, I still got that. I'm going through. So yeah, sure, I'm not that big of a horror person, but I it's will Southern be... Tell try her, to- tell her it's not horror. Stranger Things is okay, horror. Do so you think it's-, it's horror? No. There's some elements to it, but not essentially. Like, so I, more, I don't know. I kind of think, it's kind of, I don't know. I kind of Get a little bit more sci-fi element than horror, but I don't know. I guess it's I guess seeing these homages I, I, to a lot of um, um, yeah. Okay, but yeah, I will try to sit myself down in front of my laptop and watch it. Um, and yeah, at seven, least the first episode. I'll try and give myself that much, seven, <laughs> and then seven, I, for, and then go from there.
0: I have to. I have to tell you what we did, Southern Cynic. So you you know, sometimes we watch movies outside. Um, we do showings of of movies outside at my house, and we have woods that back up to our house. And so we were watching. My son and I were outside watching Stranger Things. <laughs> and, oh, and you,
1: did you that? I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh like like it was like it was like, it was like, it was so, like that meme. It was so immersive. Was like though. that meme. If you were live, seriously living out that meme, ooh, baby, no, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: you're right. I mean it was really like immersive. It was scary. Um it was just, we had the fire going, and you hear all these noises in the woods, and you're watching Stranger Things. I, I loved it. I loved it. So, you know,
1: I'm, I'm, um, the, I'm the best well, mom ever. <laughs> well, I mean, you could have been watching Your Next, or what was that other movie that we were watching during a hurricane, Hush or something, where the lady's death and she's got this house out in the woods? Yeah, you could have been watching one of those. Why are you watching horror movies during the hurricane? <laughs> if you're pretty much, no, that just goes to show you how you're losing your mind, slowly but surely, <laughs> due to cabin fever, and anything that you normally would, not, would never watch, you're like, you know what, screw it, I will watch this. This is a point where I was this ready to say, you know what, fuck it, let's watch it. I'll sit down and watch that. Uh- i I tell you 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 know you're about to lose your mind when you're just when you are about when you're almost willingly about to watch things that you would never watch like i ended up finally watching jeepers creepers just because again you're bored and you can only sit down and look at your phone through you know through wi-fi for so long you kind of need some sort of other stimulation i guess you could say um yeah so i guess i can now say i crossed jeepers creepers off of my list even though it was never there and then i'm like why was that on your list i did not pick the movie i did not have the remote i was just simply in the room i was like all right fine a reluctant you were you were a victim (laughs) you were being victimized you were being
0: victimized by the hurricane and by your family
1: Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. It was, it was interesting times, interesting times. Well, I think it's all going to be interesting
0: times once, um, 10, 11 hits. That's what I'm just going to be called. 10, 11, once 10, 11 hits, all bets are going to be off for us. So this has been fun. We're going to be back, um, in a couple weeks to do our series premiere recap, which I am super duper excited about. So um, I am at C You can find me on Twitter at C T A L L E E N. Where can they find you? Southern Senate. You can find me on Twitter at Southern Senate.
1: And Miss Akira. You can find me on Twitter at hello friend. H three L L zero F R I three N D
0: one all right everybody and we are at unmasked podcast we are on twitter and you can find this podcast on apple Podcasts, soundcloud and stitcher good Come night everybody i some